Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday, or whenever it is that you're watching this, uh, just to get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've taken some time out today to join us to do just that. And hopefully as we dig into God's Word, you are encouraged and uplifted and maybe even challenged a little bit by what He has to say. Uh, you know, there's a the character in, in the Bible and in history in, in, in general uh, called Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar of, of Babylon. And, and he really, during his reign, had no peers. He was the uncontested ruler of the world in around the 6th century BC. And Babylon, his empire, and specifically the city that he built, rose out of the desert plains like a Manhattan skyline that we see today. And the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, which legend says that he built for his wife, were one of the seven wonders of the world. His royal palace was immense. Its walls were like 390 feet high and 90 feet wide or, or thick, I should say. Uh, four chariots, you know, side to side to side could could ride along the top of them. The mighty Euphrates River flowed through the city and underneath the city. Its population reached, as some accounts uh, say, up to two million people. It boasted temples and terraces and palaces. It was just an incredible sight to behold. And all of this was under the 40-plus-year reign of and dominion of King Nebuchadnezzar, as I'm going to call him the rest of the time, King Neb. He was part oil baron, part royalty, part hedge fund billionaire. Were he alive today, he would dominate the Forbes list of billionaires. But all of that was about to come to an end. In Daniel chapter 4, we read about him in, in much of the early parts of Daniel, but specifically in Daniel chapter 4, King Neb has this crazy dream, and Daniel ends up interpreting it for him with the help, obviously, of God, and he warns Neb about what is going to happen with these words. Here's what he says to him in Daniel chapter 4, verse 25. He says, You will be driven away from people, Neb, and you will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like the ox and be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven times will pass for you, pass by for you, seven years, most people think. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes, the Most High being God himself. So what did Neb do that warranted such a collapse? What was Neb's crime? Well, when you boil it all down, the king was afflicted with the oldest and most insidious of diseases, pride. King Neb was all about one thing and one thing more than anything else, himself. He was all about King Neb. And Daniel was sent to warn him that when the mighty fall, the fall is mighty. Unfortunately for Neb, he didn't listen, at least not quite yet. And so we read just a few verses later in Daniel chapter 4, verse 29. Twelve months later, as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon, he said to himself, Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? That's what he said to himself. And from there, God's discipline was drastic and swift. In fact, even as Neb was saying those, even as those words left his lips, as he was boasting and, 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 and bragging about all that he had supposedly accomplished, everything that Daniel warned him of came to pass. And in the blink of an eye, he went from a powerful, prideful man to a wild, insane animal. A man he who thought he was above everybody else became lower than the lowest person in his kingdom. One minute he was on the cover of Forbes magazine, the next he was banished like a beast of Babylon. 
And so we're left with a lesson. God hates pride. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5 says, The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Proverbs 8, uh, chapter 8, verse 13, God says, I hate arrogance and pride, evil behavior and perverse speech. And you say, well, why, why such strong language? How, how do we explain God's abhorrence of the, the, the haughty of heart? Well, it's simple. God hates pride because he loves his people. Because pride is the poison pill of the soul. For one, pride prevents salvation. It, it is the single greatest obstacle to salvation, bar none. If we see only ourselves, then we really never see our need for a savior. Arrogance stiffens our knees so that it will not kneel, hardens the heart so that it will not admit to sin. The heart of pride never confesses, never repents, never asks for forgiveness. Pride is the, the I, I like how one person described it, pride is the hidden reef that shipwreck, shipwrecks the soul. And pride also prevents reconciliation and, and, and healing. How many marriages have collapsed beneath the weight of foolish pride? How many apologies have gone unoffered due to a lack of humility? How many wars have been born from the womb of arrogance? Pride drove Neb crazy. And it'll do the same for you and me. It's no wonder then that God hates pride. And that's no understatement. And to the degree that God hates arrogance, he loves humility. I love what Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 5. It says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so those who walk in pride, God is able to humble, but those who walk in humility, God is able to use. And in the end, King Neb learned his lesson. It took seven years, but he got the point. And the words he spoke in Daniel chapter 4, verse 37, are worthy of the greatest of epitaphs. He said, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of heaven, because everything he does is right, and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. So may Neb's story remind us of it's really some basic realities. For one, God controls human kingdoms. God is in control. He's on the throne. No matter what human kingdoms or human rulers think they have done or haven't done, God is in control. And on top of that, he has been known to humble the proud. But he also has been known, very much so, to use the humble. And so then the decision is, is each of ours. Miss this message and prepare to fall. Receive it and prepare to be blessed. As Jesus himself said in Luke chapter 14, verse 11, all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.